Howdy folks, and thanks for tuning into the very first episode of Rediscover the Winds, a Wyoming history podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kirsten Belisle. And I'm Zach Larson. Both Kirsten and I are collections managers turned podcasters, social media folks, and all sorts of stuff at the Fremont County Museum System, which is located in the heart of West Central Wyoming. I work at the Riverton Museum. Like like Kirsten, I am a collections manager. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in history from BYU-Idaho, and I'm finishing a master's degree in history from Utah State University, where I am mostly focused on Fremont County's uranium industry. Also, Zach forgot to mention that he is a Lander native, so he has the advantage over me, who comes from Illinois, to have grown up with this history and the stories uh, of Fremont County and Wyoming. So, like Zach said, we are both collections managers. I work at the Dubois Museum Wind River Historical Center. It's a mouthful for sure, but we just call it the Dubois Museum. I use my master's degree in museum studies and undergraduate degree in history to organize, preserve, and research the collection at my museum. And it's through this research that Zach and I have discovered some crazy stories, some fascinating history that we want to share with you guys. Our county museum system also has a third museum, and I will let the Lander native talk about that. That's right. My hometown is also the home of the Fremont County Pioneer Museum. Um, Its staff members opted to join us occasionally. They'll be checking in, but they they opted not to be regular co-hosts of this podcast, which is their loss because it's going to be a lot of fun. It's definitely going to be interesting. So all of our museums specialize in early frontier life with a mix of Native American heritage, natural history, and industries specific to each town and their surrounding areas. So using artifacts from our three county museums, interviews with experts, and a load of historical research, we're here to discover, and in some cases rediscover, the quirky, the heart-wrenching, and the absolutely fascinating history of Fremont County, Wyoming, and the American West. So this particular episode is meant to introduce you, our lovely listeners, to us, your hosts. We're going to give you also a look into Fremont County and why its history and the history of Wyoming deserves its very own podcast. So we come to you from the middle of nowhere. We have sketchy Wi-Fi. We have a ruggedly beautiful state. We've got wide open prairies full of antelope. We've got bighorn sheep. We have rugged mountains. We have one international airport. And all of this stuff is just right outside of our backyard. So, like they say, Wyoming is kind of like a small town with long streets. A close-knit community with many stories and many histories that we want to share with you guys because we think it's worth sharing. So, where should we start? Start with the title. What's in a name, after all? So, we decided to name this podcast Rediscover the Winds as a reference to the Wind River, the main river that runs through Fremont County, Wyoming. And the Wind River begins near the summit of Togety Pass at the western edge of Fremont County and flows for about 185 miles before joining up with the Bighorn River near Thermopolis, a a town just north of Fremont County. And it continues to flow northward for another 276 miles before ending at the Yellowstone River river 50 miles north of Hardin, Montana. And yes, if you folks are paying attention, I did say this river flows northward. That's right. Fremont County and Egypt are exactly the same in that one very specific thing. So after that geography lesson, um, this podcast is named after a river that happens to connect multiple towns and multiple counties in multiple states. 
So rediscovering the winds means exploring this corner of our world, the Wind River, the Wind River Mountain Range, and the Wind River Indian Reservation. And we're excited that you guys are coming along with us for this adventure. So like we've said, this podcast is meant to share Wyoming and Fremont County history with you guys. And to do that, we're reaching into our collections in our museums and pulling artifacts that highlight key aspects of life and history in Fremont County. And we'll start the meat of this podcast in the foothills of the Wind River Range, home to Lander, Wyoming, the seat of Fremont County, and the Fremont County Pioneer Museum. So Zach, take it away. Okay. We're going to tell a story of one artifact that illustrates the early pioneer life, and that is the skull of Harvey Morgan, a man cursed with two first names, and he had an ultimately gruesome demise. Uh, in June of 1870, Harvey Morgan was a 25-year-old rancher and gold prospector. He and his two companions were riding south of Lander, which was at the time called Fort Brown, and it was a military outpost. They were attacked and killed by a band of Native Americans. Something that set Morgan's corpse apart was the lovely queen pin or wagon hammer that had been driven straight through his skull. Suffice to say, with tensions between settlers and Native Americans running high, the soldiers who found them hastily burying Morgan, his mutilated skull, and two companions in Fort Brown. So how did Harvey Morgan's skull end up in the museum, and why is it important? Well, fast forward to 1907, trenches were being dug to provide water from the growing town of Lander, and sure enough, workmen unearthed human remains on property owned by Edward J. Farlow. And the skull of Harvey Morgan was in this human remains, and it is on display at the Pioneer Museum as their very first artifact. Uh, so it's interesting in the fact that, like we said, there is a hammer-driven clean through but the reason that we care and we're talking about it is because it is a significant, if a little gruesome, representation of the history of westward expansion and the struggles endured by the early pioneers who moved into Fremont County, as well as the original peoples who called it home. Like I said, it's unsettling for sure, but interesting nonetheless. Okay, we're going to move a little bit northeast, and we're going to cover something that's a little bit more toe-tapping. Um... Today's artifact that from the Riverton area actually comes from Shoshone. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Riverton on the way there. Riverton is a town of just shy of 10,000 people. Um, it was opened in 1906 on land that was opened on the Wind River Indian Reservation for white settlement. Uh, its early history is that of an agricultural town of farmers who were promised good, uh, good agriculture as a result of a good irrigation system. The town grew substantially starting in the 1950s with a uranium boom that ended up busting in the 1980s, and today it is home to the only Walmart for more than for about 200 miles. That's right, 200 miles. So we're driving right through Riverton. We're going to cross the Boisin Reservoir, and we're going to head right to Shoshone, and we are going to talk about the music that you heard at the very introduction of this podcast. Lazy Harold Donaldson an accomplished fiddle musician had been pushing for Wyoming to host its very own old-time fiddle contest so that Wyoming fiddlers could have an entry point into the broader National Old-Time Fiddle Championship. For about 30 years, starting in 1974, the Shoshone Chamber of Commerce hosted the Wyoming Old-Time Fiddle Contest each spring, where fans, fiddlers, and accompanists gathered for two days to determine who was the best. And although the fiddling was world-class, there are no reports that the devil ever tried to best a Wyoming fiddler in exchange for his soul. One longtime participant, a fiddler by the name of Leroy Haygood, was also an accomplished fiddle maker. He lived in Casper, and he liked to go on walks downtown, where he would pick up interesting pieces of wood that he called alleywood, that he could make interesting stuff out of. 
Uh, one of his Alleywood fiddles is actually currently on display in the Riverton Museum. It's a, a neat looking fiddle that has a three quarter size neck and a full size body. So it's kind of a neat, short, squatty looking thing. Down home fiddle music and homemade fiddles are fantastic symbols of the upbeat nature and the can do spirit of us Wyomingites. So now we're going to head west. West to Dubois, Wyoming. It's a small town tucked between two mighty mountain ranges, the Wind River Range to the south and the Absarokas, or Absorcas, depending on who you ask, to the north, in a region called the Upper Wind River Valley. So this town sits on the east entrance to the Grand Teton National Park, and the Dubois Museum and Wind River Historical Center, where I work, has the job of interpreting a vast variety of stories from this ancient crossroads region. Occupied for centuries by Native American bands, then white fur trappers, and then ranchers and loggers. So this town has a vast amount of history to be told. And the artifact we're using to highlight Fremont County history as a whole is not actually all that exciting when you look at it. It doesn't draw one's attention like a skull with a hammer driven through it, nor does it uh, make you want to tap your feet like our fiddle music. And that's because it's a stone bowl. So this stone bowl, also called a steatite bowl, was discovered in the Wind River Range decades ago, but it's actually centuries older than that. So it is this stone bowl that is carved out of naturally occurring soapstone. The Native American band called the Mountain Shoshone or the Sheep Eaters would use these bowls to cook with because they would hold heat very well. So they'd throw their plants and their animal uh parts into it to make their meals. And so the reason that we are highlighting the steatite bowls in the Dubois Museum collection and on exhibit now is because this heavy gray bowl does one thing. It represents Fremont County residents' ancient and more modern custom of relying on the land around them to make a living. Because Wyoming is a land of ranchers, of miners, of people who look around them and figure out how to use their surroundings to survive and prosper. And it is their fascinating stories that make this place one heck of a region to talk about. Okay. If you like what you've heard so far today, follow us on Facebook. We're at uh, Rediscover the Winds, a Wyoming history podcast. Um, we've got an exciting month month or two coming up at the Fremont County Museum System. We've got a lot of fun events and we're going to run through those really quick for you. So in Lander on the on January 25th is the annual Chili Supper fundraiser. Um, February 7th, Dubois. Tell us about what Dubois is doing. Dubois is hosting Wyoming Game and Fish Staff at our museum. So at 7pm on February 7th, we'll be talking about bats in the Wind River Range. Not just Dracula's favorite house pet. All right. Uh, also on February 7th, uh, Todd Gunther, um, a professor of anthropology and history at Central Wyoming College, is going to talk about some astonishing discoveries that the CWC ICCE archaeology students have made in the highest reaches of the Wind River Mountains during five field sessions working in the Dinwiddie and Gannett Peak area of the Shoshone National Forest. We're going to talk about 10,000-year-old uh, Native American civilizations who thrived at 12, 13,000 feet above sea level. It's really a remarkable story, um, and it's free and open to the public, so we hope you come by. 
And then February 8th, the next day, Dubois will be hosting the event called What Are Those White Lights in the Winter Sky? So if you've ever been curious about winter constellations or wanting to learn more about the stars that grace our winter skies, come to the Dubois Museum February 8th, 7 o'clock. Uh, my only advice is to dress warmly because part of this event will be taking place outside. And if you're familiar with Wyoming winters, they're not very nice. If you're looking for something a little bit more indoorsy to do, on February 9th, the Riverton Museum is hosting a totally rad 80s prom gone bad murder mystery event. Uh, tickets are available Monday through Saturday at the Riverton Museum um, between 5 p.m. and, and no, not 5 p.m. That's when we close. Between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. And uh, the murder mystery starts at 6 p.m. on February 9th. And then last but not least, least in the next few months, Lander Museum will be hosting For the Love of Water, Then and Now, a speaker series on February 16th that talks about the ownership and use of water in Fremont County Museum. And for those of you who are not familiar with Wyoming's public water laws, it will be a fascinating thing to come listen to. I don't know a whole lot of people who know a lot about public water laws, so well, just show up. It's It'll be worth your time. Alrighty, so we have 11 more episodes of this podcast planned for you guys, covering a wide variety of Wyoming history, from wildlife to geology, Native Americans to the white settlers. Fremont County encompasses a huge array of topics that will connect to other corners of Wyoming and the nation. So our next episode is all about that feeling that we all get in the springtime. Not heartburn. <laughs> Love. Yep, our next episode airing early February will dive into the Fremont County Museum archives where letters and journals of original Fremont County homesteaders help us explore what life, love, and family was like on the frontier. Okay, thanks again for listening to our first episode of Rediscover the Winds, a Wyoming history podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach, from the Riverton Museum. And I'm your other host, Kirsten, from the Dubois Museum and Wind River Historical Center. And we look forward to continuing this adventure to rediscover the winds with you next time. <laughs>